Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kester Dorowski. And we are joined once again by our first guest, uh, Jerry from Indiana Jones Minute. Hello. How's it going? I am honored. I did not know that uh, I was your first guest. Yep, you're the the first one we've got. And uh, for the rest of this week, we're actually going to have one of your compatriots from uh, Indiana Jones Minute. Pete's going to be on. Oh, great. Awesome. Hey, Pete. Well, that's great. Hi, from the past. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, today we are discussing Minute 13, which begins with Snow White singing back and forth with some bluebirds and ends with Snow White singing as a gopher bravely approaches her. They haven't quite gotten comfortable with her by the end of this minute. Right, right. They're working on it. Yeah, they're working on it. Well, you know, I love that there's like a straight-up cutting contest between Snow White and a Blue Jay. Uh-huh. You know, like super call and response, musical one-upmanship. And the the Bluebird really goes for it. I mean, it's a young Bluebird, so maybe one day, but it yeah. just burns out <laughs> completely. It kind of like... It, go, it it turns so shy. It's like, it's like aw, shucks. And its parents are, are like, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Totally. Well, it's funny. You wonder. It's it, it it like are all his friends gonna be like, yeah, you went for that. You went for that. You blew it. You blew it. <laughs> so, I don't. But if you're if you're up against Snow White, I mean, are you ever gonna win? It, well, so she has a very unique voice, and I'll tell you what, you have never heard her voice anywhere else ever. Except really, maybe in one small role in The Wizard of Oz. Maybe. Maybe. Tell us the story, Kestra. So Walt wanted a very unique voice for Snow White and especially for her singing voice. And I can't remember exactly how, but he was talking to someone and it their daughter was on the on other, the phone on the, on the phone, other line. On the other line. And, and was like, What about me? And uh she came in and auditioned along with uh, several other girls. And, they did a full audition process. Yeah, and she got the part. And Walt held her to a strict contract where she could, even though she was classically trained and that was her voice, like that's what she wanted to do for a living, she could not have her, especially her singing voice, in any other role in a movie ever again. Really? Oh, that's horrible, and I feel like I'm looking at logs, and they're actually alligators. They're <laughs> like, they're real alligators and real trees. That's that's a terrible story. <laughs> that contract isn't... T- what, now, was it like a good enough contract like that she didn't need to have a career? I think so, yeah. Okay, so okay. it was like a real right. good contract. Probably royalties yeah. um, on the success of the film mm-hmm. kind of okay. stuff. So it makes it a little little nicer. But she she did have one small, like, one line in Wizard of Oz. But... I'm okay with that. I, like, you can't really tell it's her. I think think the Wizard of Oz owes a lot to Snow White working. Um, And we talked about previously that Judy Garland was one of the stars that went to the premiere. Um, And Snow White uh, predates Wizard of Oz by a couple years, I'm pretty sure. Um, And I love the classic wizard of Oz. And I could very easily believe that, you know, Disney as a studio might've considered getting the rights to wizard of Oz for an animated version. Yeah. Um, But I'm very happy that the Judy Garland version exists as it does. 
Um, I could. I mean, if I I could see if you're Snow White and you're you know maybe ten years down the road, who knows what the contract was? But you'd walk into Walt's office and you'd be like, I'll tell you what. What do you go? What do you do when things go wrong? Because <laughs> things Cause are going I, wrong yeah, for me. You know what I do? I sing. Remember me? I sing. <laughs> and now I can't. Yeah. And now I can't. Remember that bird? Well, you've shuttered me and caged me like a bird that's never going to sing again. <laughs> but she actually seems to have a pretty good relationship with the film and everything. She's on some featurettes and and some some DVD bonuses. You know, oh, talking, cool. telling her story. So she seems to have. Live to find life. Yeah. That's um, good. That actually is good to know. Maybe maybe she was happy with that and it's fine. And she, you know, struck the lottery and she's like, meh, singing's overrated. What what was her name again, Kestra? Uh, Adriana Casalotti. Okay. Just so wow. we have it out there because people don't really talk about her a lot because she didn't have much of a career otherwise. So it's worth getting her name out there. Yes. It is. It is. Well, it, it's you mentioned The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. and that made me think of The Mirror in this movie, which we haven't really talked about. I know he's yeah. not in this minute, but that was a little Wizard of Ozzy in the sense that, like, is the mirror, does the mirror represent just straight truth? Well, it's a slave in the mirror. The, like, that's what she calls it forth as, the slave in the, the mirror. mirror. Oh. And, because and I, calling it from, 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 from space place. and, and wind oh, and fire. It's like, it's a weird incantation that she... Summons it, and it's got the it's got this zodiac motif around the edges, yeah, and everything. Well, so I guess maybe thing... astrology more than absolute truth, more like well, a the... fortune telling. I mean, it's like he you you assume that he's like the uh, he's like you know true north when it comes to the truth, and that's one of the problems is that he can't lie to her. But you want to say like, hey, mirror, like you know this whole beauty thing is subjective, right? <laughs> Like you could save this entire kingdom right now if you just if say, you, yeah. If you just kind of chill out and then everybody's okay and no one has to kill scullery mates. If, and, if he just, you know. if he just like, if he just platitudes, well, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, like whatever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like everybody would have been fine. The kingdom would have been better. And you know what? In the case of the queen, you want to say, you know, queen, your bad attitude is 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 bringing down your own real estate well you know maybe maybe it's really uh what they're going with is just the metaphor of a mirror and personal view of body image well that's what i was gonna ask you guys is the mirror actually supposed to be like some objective truth or is the mirror just like you want to come to the queen you go you know like just as the mirror you want to say like you know all that stuff's in your head right (laughs) Like, I mean, I mean, there really isn't, you know, the mirror's not really talking back to you, it, lady. The mirror is a metaphor for a mirror. <laughs> like, that's all it yes. is at this point. Like, yeah. it's, it's a metaphor yeah. for what people tell themselves in the mirror. Yeah. Is, you know, right. like, you're, you're pretty now, but you'll never be pretty enough or something like that. Yeah. So it's really, right. like, the mirror is a metaphor for mirrors. But we have right. mentioned in previous minutes that the queen is, like, in a different way, but very similarly she's she's quite beautiful herself but she has like she she's second to snow white in the entire kingdom she has like very similar features to snow white like pale skin and dark red lips and 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 stuff like that but 
yeah, it it seems a little subjective. But... So maybe if she just wasn't worrying about it quite so much, yeah. you know. Well, th- I mean, for starters, you want to take the queen aside and say, look, if you're waking up in the morning and the first thing you're doing is judging your day by asking if you're the prettiest person in the entire kingdom, look, make the- take a day off, man. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, just take a day off, relax, you know, and it's beauty subjective anyway. And besides, out of all the people in the kingdom, no one can rock purple like you do. Oh, like (laughs) she has a certain grand quality that we will be discussing. Like her cape cape is always on point. We've mentioned it several times, but have not gone... Yeah, and just like this Snow might, White couldn't rock purple. No. Like no. And this might not be very popular. And listen, I'm not down as we get later into the movie and she like you you see that as she's walking out at the hag, she turns to the skeleton and she's like thirsty and she kicks the jar over and looks and you're like, <laughs> "All right, so wait a minute, is the queen like is this one of those sons of the lambs serial killer things?" Like, does the queen just have dead people in her house? <laughs> well, there was originally supposed to be a scene where she, like, kidnaps the prince and tortures him in her dungeon and has a bunch and puts a spell on some skeletons and has them dance for the prince or something. Uh, but that never happened. <laughs> um, I guess what I was just saying is, like... <clears throat> The with with the exception of the whole serial killing thing and eating the heart, uh-huh. you know, and her and her bad attitude. Like if she could just get rid of her bad attitude, I'd be like, you know what, she could be lovely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think you guys were maybe talking about a little bit. She could be lovely if she just you know relaxed a little. Didn't bit. worry about it quite. Yeah, so much. and yeah. didn't care so much. I mean, there's um. There's a thing, it's it's something I read, there was an article that got shared around a lot, it was from like the Harvard Law Review, it was years ago, and um, it was a professor writing, and he said, in one of my classes every year, we talk about, you know, what is confidence? And every year, uh, you know, I ask my students, you know, what is confidence? Because everyone wants confidence. And he said, very consistently the students come up with an idea where they think about the most confident people they know and the most confident people they know are also always really humble and they're not worried about it. Oh, wow. And so, you know, if you want to be comfortable, you have to relax about it. Sure. Sure. And she's, I mean, the problem is that you want to say to her, listen, you have a gorgeous house, castle, Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, you know, if you worked at it or if somebody else worked, at it, I mean, you know, it's a little drafty, but that's fine. Put some carpets on the wall. Put some railings right. on the stairs. Yeah. Stop killing people. And, and everything, you know, don't, first things first, don't look at the mirror in the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? So, if she had just done one of those challenges where it was like, you're not allowed to look at a mirror <laughs> for one month. <laughs> just so you get used to like feeling what you yourself are like. Yeah. But but here's the thing. I mean, I you know, she's all worried about who's the fairest in the land. I mean, is she married? They don't show it, but like in the story, like she's married to to Snow White's dad. She's Snow White's stepmother. Right. So so is what's she worried what's about? The thing? Yeah. What's she all up in it about? But Which, her like, throne room just has her throne. Yeah. Well, so that. maybe was the mo- is the moral of the story is get them, you know, 
collect the man before you wither on the vine. (laughs) (laughs) Go out and live life while while you're young. Well, Snow White is, I didn't know I was going to ask you guys, but she's 14 and right. she has her, her, you know, sort of virginal purity and all that sort of thing. And then the queen, I mean, she isn't, is she like damaged goods or sullied or, I mean. I don't, I don't think there's any element of that. Is she, I think is she it's... just, quote, too old for, you know, like, to enjoy herself or to have a good life? I mean, she's got, she's clearly got the dough. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it it doesn't make a lot of sense in the uh, in the original fairy tale. Snow White's only like seven. Oh well, that's fine. And it's like it's like yeah, the little girl's cuter than you. <laughs> yeah, what? The, and not only that, I mean, would you give? You want to say to the queen, think of all the stuff you've done the last twenty years. All right. You left the palace. You did all those things. You had those grand adventures. You were married or uh, whatever. You know. Would you trade all that in to be 14 again? To be, you know, inexperienced, having no clue, falling in love in the first 17 seconds, not knowing the person? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just Running scared through the forest. Thinking logs are alligators. Yeah, I mean, like, it, I don't know what don't know. she wants except yeah. for, I mean, it, it's a vanity thing. It's purely vain. And yeah. it. It's not logical. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I don't know why she needs it. Because she seems to have, like, what does she want besides a kingdom? She's the queen. She, she's, yeah. she rules the place and she's, and Snow White's not going to rule it until years later. Yeah. So. If, if it's if, even while the queen is alive. Yeah. So what's and her, she, and then, and then later on, I mean, she converts herself into the ugly hag. In order to execute her goal of being the fairest, <laughs> it's like <laughs> what's right. your wait? Like you would temporarily like can can you just make a potion that like takes out the wrinkles or whatever? Because you <laughs> yeah. you're number two in the, you're number, in, in, in you're everything. Not, so not like, only that, if you did, you know how you could market that. Yeah, yeah exactly. like more money and everything. More so, money, so everybody would buy it. It's just the the pure jealousy, um, and that is cited in the original Grimm story. Um, mm. Is is she she turned green and yellow with jealousy? Okay, uh, well, she's not Snow even White. like she's but not, that's even, not a great motivation. <laughs> and she's not really machinizing to get the prince. Yeah, yeah. so is she, she has no goal other than getting rid of Snow White. Yeah. Which is, which is, you, you, you just, you need, you, you want to say, you know, Queen, look, you got a lot going on. You need to redirect this in many different ways. But it's, it's, there's a couple of just big bullet point ones in your life. It's going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like what you've come up with with that. Me too. We should get back to the minute we're actually watching. <laughs> yes. Um, so she, she sings, uh, with a smile and a song mm-hmm. is, is this musical. Q. This this music reminded me of something. I had Kestra look up uh, what else the musicians behind Snow White and Seven Dwarfs worked on because some of the music to this reminded me of things from Fiddler on the Roof. Did oh, I call wow. it? No, I don't think so. Oh, dang it. Let Kestra me... made me made a face like maybe I called it. 
Because okay, <laughs> if if one of these guys worked on Fiddler on the Roof, then I'm I'm then I'm a champion of. <laughs> Let me look at Fiddler. Um, that would be impressive. It's just the the way some of the notes work together. Um, while Kestra's checking that, uh, this singing just like rallies more and more animals <laughs> into her clearing. Which, they just right. stop what they're doing. I do have a point on that, but just give me. Oh, a second. The, on the animals. On on the song and the animals and. and okay, the- well, we'll give you a second to finish looking up "Fiddler on the Roof" in case uh, one of the musical minds behind it was involved with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That's uh, yeah, that's impressive. If if you called that, that really is. Nope, actually, several of them were dead by the time "Fiddler" was on Broadway. So Fiddler was written and then it went on Broadway immediately. <clears throat> it, it couldn't have been written earlier, maybe. Uh, <laughs> can we stretch it? <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'll, it, I'll concede the it, point. When did Fiddler? Uh, when was when was that written and released? Fiddler was on Broadway in 1964. Okay, so so 30 years after Snow White. Yes. But maybe uh, some of the people got influenced by it. I'll, I'll go for that. Maybe, maybe. That's, I think, maybe look, you get the points. No way. But yeah, it, yeah, I was going to say you get all the points over here. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive. Um, okay, but what did you have on the on the song? So, um, in this, because when when the movie came out, it was like in the Great Depression, and several people mm-hmm. or so, so many families were suffering from the Great Depression. Uh, the whole... It didn't hit California the same way it did the East Coast. No, it didn't. But they still had it in their minds, mm-hmm. and they still wanted, um, and with especially this song in particular, they wanted it to have a happy and cheerful kind of tone, especially after such a dark scene, mm-hmm. uh, to help lighten the mood and help give hope to those who were suffering during the Great Depression. Wow. Which I think right. also helps with the animals who are frightened to come closer and and kind of ease and into And then it comforts them and, and yeah. draws more to her. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, she's Snow White is uh, remarkably sanguine for everything that's just happened. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense that they wanted to quickly round a corner. Mm-hmm. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also noticed that these animals, I mean, these are Bambi animals. How soon after Snow White was Bambi? Bambi made? was released in 1942. So they that's were probably close. working on it around the time Snow White was released or started to come up with the idea of Bambi around the so time. So a lot of these same animators probably that were working on these animals ended up working on the animals in Bambi. Yes, definitely. And the music and animation and everything. Well, what? do you do you guys think that um, do you guys think that original intrepid bunny might be a real young thumper? He's the wrong color, isn't yeah. he? Thumper's okay. gray, and and this bunny was tan. Yeah, uh, but maybe a cousin. Maybe a cousin, or it could be like his <laughs> maybe a cousin aunt or something. I don't know. His great 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 aunt. <laughs> maybe Thumper is going through like a. He's going through kind of an adolescent thing, and he dyes his fur. <laughs> it's like I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little more gray these days. Yeah, it's kind of like a rebellious thing, or maybe if he's gray, he's just a little older. You know, you know it it uh, it fits into this uh, unified theory I want to build <laughs> for all the Disney <laughs> movies as we go through them. I don't know if you've ever heard of like the unified Pixar theory, 
where in a way they're all connected and it's it's the same world at different times or all the Pixar or something like that. All the same um, I don't necessarily believe it, but it inspires me to want all the Disney <laughs> uh, regular animated films to to tie in somehow. So we can say that uh, the woodland creatures here tie into Bambi. Tie into Bambi. All right. Uh, ne- I- never mind the great divide of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I like my favorite part of this whole minute is that deer masticating cud. Like, yeah, he he chews it in and then he licks yeah. around his mouth. That's one of the things I noticed, and it um it made me think about like all the animals have these little twitches or their noses are wiggling or you know there's little motions that make them seem very natural and, yeah. and, and real. And it it adds so the depth. <laughs> it, it does. It would, and, and what it adds, you talk about natural and real. I mean, it brought me out of it or into reality. He's, he's literally chewing the grass and he's like, I'm the only sane one here. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got like, this? Yeah, like, what does he have like two squirrels yeah. and a, and a gopher <laughs> in his horns and his antlers. Yeah. And he's just like chewing this stuff. He's like, What's going, what's going on? on? Yeah, what's that going on? Everyone else is like smiling and like lifting their heads. Almost yeah, like in Lion King when when the sun's coming up and all the and they're about to everyone's sing lining circle. up for Simba. Yeah, they all yeah, turn the, their heads at the same. The time. the raccoons like are over by the water pulling lilies and they they just like stick their heads up and just smile real big and they're like yeah let's go over there and, and then the turtle pops up and like what's is, going on? This is the first right. minute of of that turtle which we're gonna have to give him a name at some point because. <laughs> That turtle gets a few a few good shots throughout this film. He gets Mr. Turtle. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say this might be Mr. Turtle, <laughs> the father of Crush the Turtle <laughs> in Finding Nemo. Well, no, he's just, I don't know I mean, about that. It's just it's a it shows you the power of song, mm-hmm. and you know B it shows you like a part of me was just like and and the deer is just like listen this virginal woman is serenading a blue jay and the blue jay's <laughs> spirits are actually buoyed yeah he like, like this the, is the, nuts this the blue is jay nuts. Was down on himself because he, yeah. he went shrill yeah <laughs> and then he's and the, like the, things like, to him the, and he's like oh i guess it's okay. okay the deer's the only one that gets it you know <laughs> yeah and it's only that one deer the other like two or three deer are are totally in on everything else yeah. just just oh. like the other animals so for whatever reason, her singing calms all the animals, and and that little gopher at the end is like, "I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up to her," <laughs> and he just kind of like edges forward, and he's like, "I'm I'm going. I'm gonna get close. Last time someone got close, we all got scared." Right. <laughs> and that's how this minute ends. So I'm I'm curious to see where it's going with the brave gopher. Right, right. What's gonna happen with all of them? Really, I mean, she she has a remarkable relationship with the local fauna well and she had that at the castle she was she had a good uh rapport with the doves yeah as we talked about no doves here though the doves are strictly castle dwellers yes yeah um but with the forest animals she's doing okay and i wonder how much she's been interacting with any of these types of animals in the past yeah, you know, I don't like, know. She's pretty scared of the forest, so maybe she doesn't really know these critters. Right. Yeah. But maybe she's been in the meadow and has seen, you know, more than just the blue jay. Maybe. Probably seen some deer, maybe rabbits. She knew to I mean she knew to run away from the alligator. So she's yeah. not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that was just cuz you can see their sharp teeth. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, the deer has big antlers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, and at this she point, actually... she's she's so sheltered. I wouldn't put anything past her. Yeah, and she she actually draws animals like from way farther than the fe- the, the the little clearing. Like the quails, like come running out of their their nest from who knows where and the way they move is so (laughs) quail like yeah they animated the quails amazingly to look like quails um the gophers and the squirrels you know they climb up and down the trees which is very interesting because i don't i think this movie several of the movies including bambi they had uh, several animals at the anim- at the studio for the animators to observe but i don't think they had they did animals for this one i don't think so just people yeah. I I agree. I mean, I saw the quail moving and I thought to myself like did a quail animate this? <laughs> because like it's, it it has perfect. the lean, like it yeah. leans forward a certain and way it, and it like kind of rambles. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. they don't move the straight line. Yeah, it it, so it ambles like the, or rambles or I don't know what it does, but you're like that's a quail. Yeah. Even if its colors aren't quite what I would associate with a quail. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen quails in our backyard uh, in the fall, last fall. Yeah. And they don't look like that. They're, but not, they they're not brown and red. But, but they definitely move They like move this. like that. And they have that feather <laughs> Yeah, they top. have that feather up top. Uh, so yes. however they animated this stuff, they did a great job getting Amazing. the animals to behave like animals, but still have <laughs> a cartoon quality. Yeah. Um, except I, for when they don't behave like animals, like the bird uh, getting shy. <laughs> These these last two minutes had a very. I mean, I grew up with twelve years of Catholic education, so <laughs> these last two minutes had a real like Saint Francis of Assisi vibe to them. <laughs> for, for, for you, you know, those out there who grew up with the Catholic education, he's always got birds around him and and all that sort of thing, and that's that. It I don't know. It took on a little bit of that almost religious. I don't know. Snow White kind of does have a saintly quality to her, even at the end of the movie, where there are all those famous medieval stories about purity and uh, people like women dying, sort of virginal women dying, but they don't decompose. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys should all, I mean, maybe you're not Catholic. I mean, try it sometime. (laughs) (laughs) You get all sorts of crazy stuff. No, but I I did think about that, especially towards the end where she's resting there and she's not decomposing. And we know she's not really dead or whatever, but it completely has that medieval saint vibe where, well, where it's virginal and pure and they don't decompose. I'm sure the, you know, all these fairy tales that had elements like that are influenced by, you know, the religion um, right. that was prominent. And and so there's certainly certain amounts of especially Christian um even, yeah, exactly. more than, even more than Judeo-Christian, there's Christian uh, fundamental foundations to how these stories are going to go and about, you know, what is virtuous and, and what is sinful and things like that. So I'm not surprised yeah. <laughs> that something like that comes into it. Agreed. Do you have any other notes for this minute? Um, You know, I have t- two things that I'd I'd like to just mention. Well, a couple here. Uh, just as you guys go about... Uh, talking and discussing the movie one i have a theory i'm not saying i'm right but i'd just like to propose i love i love theories (laughs) 
I think Dopey is a woman. Okay. Yeah, I didn't say I was right. I'm just saying Dopey's the only one without facial hair and is is just different than the other dwarves. And I'm just throwing that out there. Dopey might be a female, which, by the way, kind of went into that whole medieval thing again. There's monks living in a sequestered monastery and... Maybe one of them's a woman, and like that was kind of. Man, I took a whole college course on medieval <laughs> sexuality. <laughs> that's another time. That's expertise we do not have. Yes, yes. So anyway, I'm not saying I'm right, but that's possible. Tell me, tell me at the end of the of the podcast. We'll, you, we'll pay attention to that theory. And number two, I had no idea, and this really made me angry. Sneezy has hay fever. It's like okay. he could, yeah, he could, he could just, if, if, if he took a Claritin or. Yeah, some Aller Clear. Yeah. And, and then the other dwarves are putting goldenrod in his nose. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you doing? He's got <laughs> hay fever. Just, just clean up the house more. I bet he's sneezing a lot less now that it's been dusted. <laughs> yeah. And then he sneezes and there's snot on everyone. Uh. Like they fly out the door. Yeah, they, his sneezes are ponderous. Yes, yeah, it's, like it's mucus tornado. <laughs> and it's just like, just get him Claritin and don't put, you know, goldenrod in his nose, which is what they do. And then, you know what? I'd have then name him something else. But what would they call him if he wasn't sneezing? But, but that's the beauty of it. Just, you know, don't be afraid of the unknown. <laughs> okay. let, let him develop another trait. <laughs> all right. You know what he did? It's, it's what we said. He needs to get away. They all need he to get to, away. They well, all need to get away in their own lives. And maybe he'll just find another environment. It's like, oh, pollen's not nearly as bad over here. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe everybody's just allergic to bad attitudes. <laughs> all right, grumpy, the queen. It's just bad attitudes. You know, just allergic. Stay to away. Bad Stay attitudes. away from them. Yes. There you go. That's it. All right. All well, that'll that'll do for today's minute. Come back again tomorrow, listeners, and get more of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, we're glad that Jerry was able to to join us this whole this whole three days of the week. Oh, it's and, been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. And you can find more of him at the website. What was it? Uh, www.indianajonesminute.com. All right. And we are still working on getting a website, but if you want to, uh, you know. Enjoy more of this. Subscribe in whatever podcast app you use and also uh, share us with your friends. If you know someone who loves Disney, let them know that this is hopefully going to be years of Disney coming their way. <laughs> yes. Woo. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to get a we need to get a tagline. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, it should be find the man before you wilt on the vine. <laughs> it's a tagline. <laughs>